Chapter Nine of Riceman Steps by Arnold Bennett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Anthony Ogus. Sunday morning. She never came to you this morning? Questioned Mr. Earl Forward with eager and cheerful interest. No. Did she to you? Mr. Earl Forward shook his head, smiling. You seem to be quite the philosopher about it," said Mrs. Arb. "But it must be most inconvenient for a man. Oh no, I can always manage. I can. Well, it's very wonderful of you. That's all I say. This was Sunday morning, the third day after the episode of the carving knife. What's so funny," said Mrs. Arb, "is that she should come yesterday and Friday, just as if nothing had happened, and yet she doesn't come today." And yet it was settled plainly enough she was to come early, an hour to you and an hour to me, wasn't it? Now, I do think she might have sent round a message or something, even if she is ill. Yes, but you can see it never strikes them the inconvenience they're causing. Not that she's a bad girl; she's a very good girl. They always work better for gentlemen," remarked Mrs. Arb with an air vivacious and enigmatic. Mr. Earl Forward, strolling towards the steps, had chanced, if in this world there is such a thing as chance, to see Mrs. Arb all dressed, presumably for church, standing in her shop and regarding the same with the owner's critical, appreciative eye. Mr. Earl Forward had a good view of her, as anybody else might have had, because only the blue blind of the door was down. This being the recognised sufficient sign to the public. Of a shut shop, the two small windows had blinds, but they were seldom drawn except to protect butter against sunshine. The pair had exchanged smiles. Mrs. Arb had hospitably unlocked, and Mr. Earl Forward had entered. To him, she presented a finely satisfactory appearance, dressed in black with vermilion flowers in her hat. Good shoes on her feet and good uncreased gloves held in her ringed hand. She was slim. Mister Ulfford thought of her as petite, but she was imposing with all her keen restlessness of slight movements and her changing glance. No matter how her glance changed, it was always the glance of authority and of intelligence. On her part, Missus Arb beheld Mister Ulfford with favour. His pointed short beard, so well trimmed, seemed to give him the status of a pillar of society. She still liked his full red lips and his fresh complexion, and he was exceedingly neat. True, he wore the same black shirt-hiding ties on weekdays, and his wristbands were still invisible. His hat and overcoat were not distinguished, but he had on a distinguished new blue suit. She was quite sure that he was inaugurating it that day. His slight limp pleased and touched her. His unshakable calmness impressed her. Oh, he was a man with reserves, both of character and of goods. Secure in these reserves, he could front the universe. He was self-reliant without being self-confident. He was grave, but his little eyes had occasionally a humorous gleam. She had noticed the gleam even when he picked up the carving knife on Thursday night. His demeanour in that dreadful crisis had been perfect. In brief, Mister Earl Forward, considered as an entity, was nearly faultless. 
Mr. Earlforward, on the other hand, was still secretly trembling as he realised more and more clearly the dangers which he had narrowly escaped in the Thursday night affair, and he had not begun to tremble until Friday morning. "'Rather early, isn't it, if you're going to church?' he suggested. "'I always like to be early if it's a strange church, and I've not been in there at all yet. St Andrews? I don't know what its name is, the one up the steps in the middle of the square. Yes, St Andrews, that is. Without another word, they then, by a common impulse, both moved out of the shop, which Mrs Arb smartly locked up. In spite of the upset caused by Elsie's defection, and the prospect of future trouble and annoyance in this connection, they were very happy, and they had quite overlooked the fact that their combined years amounted to ninety or thereabouts. The sun was feebly shining on the Sabbath scene. The bells of St Andrew's were jangling. "'I see you have some plant-pots on your top window-sill,' observed Mrs Arb. "'Do you ever water them?' An implied criticism. Mr Earl Forward enjoyed it, for it proved that they were getting intimate, as indeed became two people who had slept well opposite one another in two chairs through the better part of a coldish night. "'I do not,' said Mr Earl Forward, waggishly, stoutly. The truth was that for years he had seen the plant pots without noticing them. They were never moved, never touched. The unconquerable force of nature was illustrated in the simple fact that one or two of the plants still sturdily lived, displaying a grimy green. "'I love plants,' said Mrs. Arb. They passed up the steps, Mr. Earlforward a foot or so behind his heroine. "'Now what I don't understand,' said she, turning upon him and stopping, "'is why the square should be so much higher than the road. "'It means that all the carts and things, even the milk carts, "'have to go all the way round by Gilbert Street to get into the square from the side. "'Why couldn't they have had it all on the same level?' "'Exquisitely feminine,' he thought. "'Why couldn't they have had it all on the same level?' "'Absurd, delicious.' He adored the delicious, girlish absurdity. "'Well,' he said, "'it's like this. "'You see, in the old days they used to make tiles in Clerkenwell, "'and they scooped out the clay for the tiles in large quantities, "'and this is the result.' "'With a certain eagerness he amplified the explanation. "'I should never have thought of that,' said Mrs. Arb, "'ingenuously but archly. "'What sort of church is St Andrews?' "'Oh, it was built in the thirties and cost £4,541. Cheap. I doubt if you'll build it today for 20000 Supposed to hold 1,100 people.' "'Really? But I mean, is it high or low or broad?' "'I haven't the least idea,' answered Mr. Earlforward. "'I did go in one day to look at the Reredos to oblige a customer, but I've never been to a service.' He spoke jauntily. "'Do you know why I go to church when I do go?' said she. "'Because it makes me feel nice. It's a great comfort, especially when it's a foggy day and you can't see very well, and there's not too many people. I don't mean I like sermons, no, but what I say is, if you enjoy part of the service, the least you can do is to stay it out. Don't you agree?' She looked up at him. 
as it were, appealing for approval. Wonderful moments for Mr. Earl Forward, and for Mrs. Arb too. He thought to himself, she has a vigorous mind. Not one woman in a hundred would have said that. And so petite and smart too. It doesn't really matter about her being only a confectioner. End of chapter 9